What's going on everyone, it's Cog Cruz and you're listening to the KC at the Various podcast for the 14th of February 2020. I'm supposed to record this on Thursday, but recording it today, so that means I've got to edit it right after this. That's, that's going to be fun. Um, as you guys may have heard from last week, this week we're talking about Oscar winners. Um, we're going to just go recap the Oscars and go over the winners and um, talk about, get my thoughts on that. And at the end, I'm just going to give my thoughts on uh, Birds of Prey, which I saw, uh, not last Thursday, Thursday before, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, yeah, well, last Thursday. I forgot that today is the Friday. Um, yeah, so I give my Birds of Prey thoughts at the end. Minor spoilers as well for ahead of that. Um, not too much, though. I don't go too much in detail. So what I want to talk about first was the Oscars were on Monday, of course. Um, everyone had their betting pools. Everyone had their friends over. Everyone had their viewing parties. Um, sad to say that I lost uh, my betting pool. Actually, come third in my betting pool, actually. Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one this year, I think, um, in terms of like who is going to win. I'm very happy with some of these results, though. Like These are incredible results. Um, and there are some I'm just like, yeah, all right, okay. But let's just get through it. So visual effects, 1917 took that out. I had Endgame on my pool vote. But I guess, maybe look at the explosions and everything, all the stuff, I don't know. The only thing that's so glaringly obvious, though, is that fucking, is the, the, the cow. And I use the cow in inverted commas, because everyone who's seen 1917 will mention the cow. But I mean, every round, I guess it's, it's fine. Uh, costume design, of course, went to Little Women. I had, I had no, um, I had complete confidence that it would go to Little Women. They tend to, uh, what, what is it? They, they tend to be drawn to uh, period pieces, and uh, Little Women, of course, uh, like I'm sorry, but it was gonna be, I was gonna take that out. It was probably between that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think. But I would see how it would go to Judge Rabbit as well. I mean, I, I, watching it again, I did see the costume was. Especially Hitler's costume is pretty unique. But, again, Little Women. Makeup and hair, no surprise, went to Bombshell. I mean, the dang, the makeup they did for um, Roger Isles was pretty good. And um, it's the same person that did Darkest Hour as well for Gary Oldman. And they won that Oscar as well. So, no surprise there. And original song went to I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. Uh, and then I also performed that at the uh, Oscars, and because um, I didn't know it was actually in in the film, and then I found out it's at the like it's at, in credits. So um, when I heard it live, I was just like, I don't mind this. It's pretty good. I don't mind it. Um, and I had I'm gonna love me again on the on the uh, the vote there. Original score deservedly so went to um, Hilda Goodnight-Dottir for Joker. Um, and she made a great speech as well, encouraging um, women to get out there and and, and uh, share their voices. And uh, I mean, it was the best score of last year. So yeah, no uh, production design. Now I had Parasite here for uh, my vote, but it actually ended up going to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Barbara Ling and Nancy Hay, and they gave a pretty good speech as well for their production design on on. Um, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we created in the 1970s. Oh, the 1969, really. But, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. The production design is really good in that film. And it is, was one of my favorite movies of last year, so I'm fine with that. Would have loved it to go to Parasite, though. Just, just the, like, all of the, like, they we created, they created the, the streets, they created that house. I mean, and then you don't, you don't even think it's been created by them, but it, it has been. 
sound mixing went to 1917. This is where I'm always mixed up. I always get these wrong. Um, I remember Dunkirk's year. Did it take out both? I'm not, I'm not sure about that. But I always, I always get this wrong. And uh, so I had mixing as 4B Ferrari and I had editing be uh 1917 but instead i went to 1917 for mixing and uh 4b ferrari had editing so yeah film editing i had that down as well 4b ferrari um would have liked it to get a parasite as as well just based on that peach montage alone but 4b ferrari does have some really nice editing in it too and um, that's why i had that picked up foreign language film of course with the parasite uh, if you remember back on the uh, Oscars podcast that I had with Jay Wood, uh, we would have loved, for, instead of May Miserable there, we'd have loved for Portrait of Lady and Fire to be there. And I would have, honestly, based on the final win of the night, I would have given it to Portrait of Lady and Fire, but Parasite, deservedly so, again, took that. Bond was a very happy man when he went up to the stage. Uh, love Action Short Film, again, I have nothing to say here, but I went to the his window from Marshall Curry. Uh, documentary short subject went to learning a skateboard in a war zone and best documentary feature went to American Factory and that's on um, Netflix at the moment if you want to check that out cinematography I had penned down Roger Deakins and of course he took it I, I went for um, Jaron Blaschke though um, he did take the Independent Spirit Award so I was glad to see that and then um, yeah, I, I knew Roger Deakins was going to get the, the Oscar for nineteen seventeen. That was his, his second one, and it hasn't even been like a five-year difference. I mean, he won the, the Blade Runner one in 2018, pretty sure. Original screenplay went to Parasite again. Bond gets up on stage again. And uh, and also uh, Jim Wan Hound as well um, got up there. Um, it was so funny seeing uh, Bong with his Oscar behind Jin and uh, just looking at it like it's like a like a, a treasure like it's like it's a, like a like a baby um like it's his newborn or something like that it was so fucking cute to see that and uh i mean he really fucking deserves it it's a great screenplay adapted screenplay went to jojo rabbit taika Waititi. he also had a great speech as well he was, you could tell he was pretty nervous but Obviously, take that aside. Nervous, nervous doesn't mean anything. Yaron Blaschke was very nervous as well when he got his uh, cinematography award for uh, Independent Spirit Awards. I mean, deserves it. It's a great screenplay, well adapted. Um, yeah, love Tiger. Animated short went to Hair Love. I believe that's on Disney Plus. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's good though. Animated feature film went to Toy Story Four. Now. I thought there was going to be a bit of a turnaround, and because uh, Klaus was, you know, Klaus dominated the Annies, and then um, it was, you know, it was just getting a lot of traction. So at the last minute, I changed my animated feature to Klaus, and I should have kept it on Toy Story Four. But I mean, I I, I thought because of the omittance of Frozen Two that they were getting maybe sick of giving it to Disney, but no, we went to Disney once again. Um, and but Josh Cooley. As, as a first-time director for Toy Story. Good stuff. Um, director. Now, director, I stuck to my guns here in terms of the pool. I stuck to my guns, and I stuck with Bong, and I was so happy to see Bong take home director. And, again, deserves it. Like, Parasite is a fucking amazing movie. 
uh, supporting actress. Now, once we get to the acting categories, that we're pretty straightforward. We we kind of telegraphed this from the uh, the beginning, um, around the uh, beginning of awards season. Laura Dern for Marriage Story for supporting actress. Uh, Brad Pitt took home supporting actor, and Renee Zellweger took home lead actress for Judy, and Joaquin Phoenix took home lead actor for Joker. And then. The biggest surprise of the night, the most pleasant, beautiful surprise of the night, Best Picture, instead of going to 1917, went to Parasite. Wow. I was very, very happy about that. Very, very happy about that. Um, That was insane. We had like, we're sitting around, we had these poppers and uh, we popped them when Parasite, when we had two poppers each. We have this, and we had this thing where we would pop this popper if like someone won. That we're just like, what the hell? Like, oh, we're an upset or something like that. But when Parasite won Best Picture, we stood from our lounges in our living room <laughs> and stood and cheered and popped like two poppers. We had like two poppers each, and we just popped them, and we're just like screaming. And I was, and then they they all get up on stage, the producers of Parasite, and then and bong, and oh wow, what a what what a great 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 surprise and a great win i think a good step forward i think for the academy um to nominate a for the best picture i think i believe this is the first foreign picture to win best picture um international feature to win best picture i believe it's the first one i'm just going to double check uh, uh ah <laughs> Yeah, first non-English language film in Oscar history. There we go. That's yeah, I was right. So it's the first international feature to win Best Picture. That is incredible. Deservedly so. Again, it should have got Best Picture, and it did. For the first time, the best film of the year, I think for the first time in my lifetime, the best film of the year went to Best for the to um, Best Picture went to the best film of last year, and it's Parasite. Um, so fucking good to see that. Good step forward for the Academy. I think it, when it comes to, like, I guess them, you know, building their Academy, trying to be more diverse, I think it's, I think it's working because if we didn't have a lot of, a lot more people coming in from different um, backgrounds, different languages and things like that, I think we would have seen 1917 to, to take our own best picture, but it went to Parasite and that's just amazing. That is just amazing. Absolutely fucking incredible. And I really hope, I really hope it gets people to watch this film. Because this movie is incredible. Uh, you might have heard, if you listen to the podcast I did in Parasite and The Farewell, both international feature films, they're incredible movies. And Parasite is the best film, in my opinion, of last year. Um, even though it didn't make my number one, I think it is the best film of last year. And... It's incredible. It's one of the best of the decade, even. I think Bong's just, he's made, he's, he's crafted something that cannot be replicated, even though they're thinking of making a fucking American remake, but it's just something special. And um, I really hope this encourages audiences that don't watch international films to seek out international films. They seek out the, um, seek out Parasite especially. I remember having a conversation with my father on the phone after the Oscars and just telling him to watch Parasite. And like, we have to watch it now because it has got Best Picture. 
and I remember last, I mean, when Green Book won last year, we had watched Green Book beforehand, and I was just thinking, like, that doesn't, I wouldn't think that would get Best Picture, and then look what happened, it got Best Picture. So, I I, I uh, was on the phone to my dad, and then I was on the phone to my mum, and I was just like, well, you, got, you guys have to watch Best Picture now. And um, unfortunately, they've got a, a a barrier, I guess, where they don't want to watch foreign language movies because they um, don't want to do the subtitles. They don't want to deal with the subtitles. And you know, there are there are some people out there that doesn't didn't want to deal with the subtitles. And I'm I'm ashamed to admit I was one of them beforehand. Um, and that was my excuse. I was just like, I didn't want to deal with the subtitles. I think it would be it would feel like a long film especially shorter films would still feel like long films because I'm watching subtitles instead of watching the film. Well, I'm still watching the film, but like mostly focusing on the English subtitles. But I have to tell you, like Bong Joon-ho said at the Golden Globes, if you get past that barrier, that one inch barrier of subtitles, there's a whole world of films out there to enjoy and um, just relish in it's just it's beautiful stuff it's beautiful stuff and i hope taking this from a person that used to be like that i hope this does encourage people to seek out more international feature films um because i mean it's great we we i was talking about it on my uh my january podcast about uh we watched sympathy for mr vengeance and then we watched old boy which is a classic if you haven't seen old boy it's a it's a fucking classic also from South Korea, so. and uh, and we, we still did watch Lady Vengeance. I think we're we're sorting that out. Yeah, I really hope this gives. I really hope this gives international feature movies the the push that they need to be watched and more and yeah and appreciated by more people. So that's good. Love that Parasite won the uh, the best picture. And I'm very, very happy for it. And again, just hope it gets more visibility. So that's it. That Those were the Oscars. I'm I'm pretty happy with them. I'm pretty happy with them. Most categories were yeah, very satisfactory. All right. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to the meat. Um, I saw Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn last Thursday. But I feel like I can't like call it this film anymore because they have officially changed the title in most theaters in uh, North America and uh, I don't know about here in Australia but they've changed the title because of I mean it could be mixed marketing I know that Margot wanted to stick to that long name but they would have had to realize that like no one's going to go see a film I guess that has a like there's a really long title first of all it has a really long title and second of all, I'll get in because I'm going to get into it. Um, this is not really a Birds of Prey movie, in my opinion. And that that's that's probably it. They've officially, I mean, I don't know why, because they've officially changed it to Birds of Prey here on IMDb. But I believe it's now called Harley Quinn Birds of Prey because it should be called Harley Quinn because it's a fucking Harley Quinn movie, not a Birds of Prey movie. Um, and again, I told you, we'll get into that. Um, and yeah, I thought I had a fucking bug. <laughs> so they have changed it to. Okay, so Australia still has it as the Fatabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I think America did. Did America change it? 
Canada has it as that. USA. Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. There it is. Alternative title. So I think they've changed it to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. As they should have, because it's a Harley Quinn movie, not Birds of Prey. And uh, let's get into it. So, Birds of Prey, or Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, is uh, directed by Kathy Yeh, written by Christina Hodson. And um, I think people are mostly excited because Christina Hodson actually penned uh, Bumblebee, which was directed by Travis Knight. And uh, people did like that, but she also penned Shut In and Unforgettable. But, you know, we'll forget about those ones. Bumblebee was actually pretty good. I didn't mind Bumblebee. And uh, Kathy Yan did uh, Dead Pigs, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Yeah, Dead Pigs. Um, I haven't seen that, but um, I believe that's where they, they saw her from, and that, that's where they pulled her from to direct this movie. But it's mostly produced by Margot, Margot Robbie's production company, Lucky Chap. And uh, you can tell, because her hands are all over this. Uh, so let's talk about it. It's about... Harley Quinn, obviously, uh, she's broken up with the Joker, and um, she goes on a little, little bit of a rampage, she goes on a little bit of a, uh, a stress stress relief, I guess, stress relief rampage. What happens is, uh, Black Mask, who's played by Ewan McGregor, fantastically in my opinion, love him, he has to, he lose track of a diamond, Harley Quinn has to get the diamond, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's quite a, I don't know, not, it's not even complicated, it's just... Just a lot. Cassandra Kane finds the diamond. Then he wants the diamond back from Cassandra Kane. He asks Harley to get the diamond because Harley doesn't want to fucking die. And then you've got Rene Montoya, who's a detective that's also trying to find the diamond. That's that's you know investigating uh, Roman Sionis, who is Black Mask. And uh, and you got Black Canary is like kind of there. And then you got Huntress is in there as well. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's uh, Huntress, Helena Bertinelli. Helena Bertinelli, sorry. Uh, she's there as well. I mean, it's yeah, it's just all over the place, really, and that's what the movie is. It's quite over, all over the place. I'll start off with my what I liked about this movie. Uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, of course, is amazing. She was the best part of Suicide Squad, and she doesn't disappoint here. I think she, I could not imagine anyone else live action playing this character now because I think Margot Robbie has solidified herself as Harley Quinn. Your McGregor's portrayal of Black Mask, I really liked. It's not comic book accurate, and that's going to get people kind of angry, I guess, but, um, yeah, I, I, I can see a lot of people not liking that, but I liked his portrayal, I thought he was, he's played very, uh, flamboyantly, um, he's very theatrical, and, um, people might not like that, because they like their Black Mask to be fucking serious, um, yeah, uh, also, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, she was great too. She has really some awkward humor moments. I thought that she was very funny. She played those off well. Had very good comedic timing. Everyone here kind of has great comedic timing. That's what I'll give it as well. It's a very funny movie. She has a lot of great character building and backstory. And I thought she had like a lot of the meat as well in terms of, I mean, obviously it's Harley Quinn's movie, but Huntress does get quite a bit of backstory and character building. But the problem is is that we don't get enough of her. That's my kind of uh, con that's tailing off that pro there. Um, we don't really get enough of her, and I wish we got more, because she's one of the best parts of the movie. I'll also give it to the action scenes. This movie has great action scenes. They're very fun, uh, very fast. They're brutal as well. This movie is um, rated 
uh, MA15 plus here in Australia, but rated R. And for good reason. Uh, it's very violent. Uh, a lot of limbs get broken. And there's a lot of swearing in it. Harley swears quite a bit. And it's not... It's not Suicide Squad, I'll tell you that. It's not Suicide Squad. Let me tell you, by the way, before I get into my um, cons, this movie is miles ahead of Suicide Squad. It miles ahead. Um, but I love the action scenes. Um, there's some really nice wires that they use. I liked, there's a fight scene that takes place in a funhouse during the third act. It was really good. And there's another fight scene that takes place in a police evidence room. Again, I won't say what happens, but... That was my favorite fight of the movie, I'm pretty sure. I love that fight. Now, this may have been because they brought on the uh, the director for um, John Wick. Uh, John Wick 2 and 3, to, um, to, be, uh, to be frank. Um, Chad Stahelski was brought on to um, shoot and coordinate the fight scenes. I mean, assist in shooting and coordinate the fight scenes. And you can really tell because it does look like that. It's shot and wide. You do see a lot of the action in 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 uh, in camera. Um, there are some quick cuts and everything, but um, most of it is in camera. And it looked like Margot Robbie like did most of her own stunts. Like she was really good. But my problem is, and this has just been my problem with D- these DC movies lately, and just action films in general. I think there's so much uh, fast mo, slow mo bullshit. And I'm I'm kind of over it to be honest. I'm just over it, and I and I see it, it's going to happen more. Wonder Woman, like I I get you want to relish in the spectacle, but it's just getting annoying to the. I just want to see the fights. I just want to see the fights. I don't need to see the. And this movie does it so many times. It honestly pissed me off. And I know we're going to get more of it in Wonder Woman eighty four, um, because. It was in the trailer, so we're gonna get more of that. And I just, I'm just, I'm over it. It's just, it's this is a me thing. Uh, I'm just personally, I'm just over it. Um, I just don't think we need it anymore. Like I don't know, bring it back later, I guess. Bring it back down the line. But I'm seeing in so many action films right now, it's just, it's just a lot. It's, it's kind of gratuitous to be honest. Um, and one more pro I'll give is um, Matthew Liberty's cinematography. Um, he is the the guy that shot Star is Born, and um, I had no idea who was shooting this movie, so then I found him in the credits, I was like, what? He, he re- there's some really nice shots, there's a great use of, like, smoke and shadow that he likes, uh, that he uses as well, and the bright colours just jump off the screen, it's literally like a comic book in a film, this is one of the most colourful superhero films I've seen, um... And it does fit. It does fit the Harley and the theme of the movie, but it's a very, very fun and colourful film. But let's get to my problems with the movie because I do have quite a few. And I mean, you might not share these as well, but this is just what I thought uh, about the um, about the movie. And I've got one. I've got two little problems that I just didn't like myself, and then there's one major problem I think this movie does have. And I'll get to that in a minute. So, what I will say about this, this is where I'm going to get into minor spoilers here, because um, I want to talk about a certain element that is used in this film. And um, if you don't want, if you want to go on cold, stop here. Stop here, because I'm going to get into um, spoilers now for um, Birds of Prey. Oh, not spoilers, but like minor spoilers for Birds of Prey. So, if you haven't seen the film, you want to go on cold, just stop here, stop listening. Um, if you don't care, keep listening. So I 
what happens, what I kind of got from, from this movie was a Deadpool vibe because a lot of the narration in this film is from, uh, is from Harley Quinn. There's a lot of narration. There is a lot of narration. Um, to the to the point where you'll be watching something and Harley Harley would be like, oh whoa oh this this has happened and then she did this and then I did this and I was like, it it does come off the point of expository, but she like she tries to make it seem fun and because it's Harley Quinn and then she's like, oh I didn't explain this too well and then it rewinds back. Uh, I was fine with at first it does take a while if you're not used to this kind of uh narration this 4-4 breaking it does take a while to get into it and um but i think it this is a double-edged sword because the film obviously wants you to be in harley's psyche it wants you to be yeah it wants you to uh kind of imagine what she is imagining and, and she would um, be what she is feeling that makes no fucking sense you're kind of just bouncing around all over the place. That's that's what I imagine her psyche is. She's very you know, obviously very crazy, very odd, and uh, you're you're just bouncing around a lot. And that's what this movie is. You're bouncing around from story to story, from scene to scene. We'll constantly be rewinding. We'll get flashbacks. There's a lot of things, and it constantly rewinds to certain points. So you'll be watching a scene, and then. She'll be say, "Oh wait, oh no, I told this all wrong," and then it'll rewind like back, and then we'll have to watch like fifteen, twenty minutes more footage of like a scene or like a character just to set up another character. And um, like, it'd be fine if it was done maybe once or twice, but it's done so constantly, it takes a while for the movie to actually start, and you're kind of sitting there just like, "Are we going to get into this or what?" Because we're halfway through the movie and we haven't even met the birds yet, so. Um, cause my spoilers, the birds don't show up till the end, like the third act, I'd say midway through the third act, well, the birds show up like in the movie, but the birds of prey don't team up till like, like midway through the third act. And if you're a birds of prey fan, I just wanted to warn you, like if you're a birds of prey fan, you're not getting a birds of prey movie. You're getting a Harley Quinn movie. I don't know. I, I just think because it does that so much. You're halting the characters from being developed. I think the most developed character, um, obviously, is, is uh, Margot Robbie. You do get some great characterization for Harley Quinn. Sorry, not Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn. You get a lot of great characterization for um, Harley Quinn. And then your second best character is um, Huntress, um, Helena Bertinelli. And the other birds are just kind of one-dimensional. I mean, even Black Mask is one-dimensional, even though I love them so much. Yeah, so that really is a... Is kind of a damper on 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 that on that um, storytelling mechanic. It, it can be dangerous to do that sometimes, and it does hurt this movie, in my opinion. But in my opinion, and this could be this, I could share this with a few people. Um, I know I've talked to a few people that does do think the same thing. I think this film's biggest problem, its major problem that I have with it, is it's so plot driven that other characters come off, like I said, as really thin. And the themes of the movie are really thin as well. It's it's very one-dimensional. It's very surface-level stuff. Because you're focusing on the plot, and the plot is just as like, we're going to get the diamond. Oh, we're going to get the diamond back. Oh, we're going to shoot out the diamond. Oh, we're going to... you got to run to this place, get to this place, get to this place. And you're not getting a lot of in-depth characterization for these, for the birds, or even Black Mask. I mean, even though I loved Black Mask and Ewan McGregor's portrayal of him, 
he's a very one-dimensional character. He's just he just hates women and is a very horrible person. He peels faces off people because this is R-rated film. This is what happens in the movie. He peels faces and he really disrespects women. And that's it. That's literally it. But the worst, the worst crime in this movie in terms of um, undercharacterization or underwritten characters is Renee Montoya. She is incredibly basic and so fucking one-dimensional that she just comes off as a cliche. She's literally the detective who drinks and she can't get her case. That's it. That's literally it. Yeah, so I think the biggest um, the thing, the biggest problem with this movie is it's just so plot-driven. There's no time to focus on characters. There's no time to focus on themes. There's no time to focus on this. It's just going off. It's The plot is just is taking them it's, it's just following the plot that's it that's you know, it, it's in the it says it on the tin it's plot driven um and that just stops it from being i guess interesting you still get like very funny parts and you get some great action and you get some really great one-liners and it's fun and you could just come out saying that movie that it's fun but if you really get down to the bones of it it's very very plot driven it's very surface level it's very i mean it, it's not the best thing dc's made so far um, even though I think it would be, I think it's just the M one, my favorite actually, but that's about it. Um, so yeah, I recommend, so this is what I would say. If you're a Birds of Prey fan, I don't, this is going to, don't think this is going to be your film for you. They're, they're barely in it. I'd wait. I think they're going to build a sequel of it. So I just wait till the sequel comes out. I think they'll build a sequel of it. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're going to build a Harley sequel of this one as well. So if you love Harley, sure, go again, go into go into this film. It's called The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So if you want to go for Harley, go for Harley. If you want to go for the birds, I mean, this is not it, I don't think. Um, they're barely in it. It's mostly about Harley. So you're going to be let down, I think, if you're a birds fan. But look, if you want something fun and if you want to just have a good time, I think Birds of Prey is for you. But if you want something more, I don't think it's for you. So, that's what I think about Birds of Prey, and that'll uh, that'll do it, guys. A short one this week. Short one this week. Just had uh, just had those two things to talk about. Next week, I believe I'm seeing Sonic the Hedgehog on Sunday. So, um, also, hey guys, fucking happy Valentine's Day. How you going? <laughs> Hope you having a good day. Um, yeah, I think I'm seeing Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog on Sunday. I believe I'm also seeing um, Emma. I need to tell Joy's new film. Um, so I might talk about those next week. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what's going on. Uh, so thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. It'll be going up this afternoon, so don't worry. And um, make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Tell your mum about it. Tell your friends about it. Um, and, uh, follow the podcast on Instagram, KC Movies Podcast, follow the Facebook page, the public one, not my personal one, the, uh, the public one, uh, Kyle Cruz. Big, um, some, some exciting things are happening at the moment, some, some exciting things are cooking in the, uh, in the cauldron of creativity. <laughs> that sounds epic. <laughs> That's so good. Um, to pat myself on the back there um that just sounds fun currently working on 
um, getting a website up. Now, I think I'm going to do a separate podcast, a separate website for the podcast, and then a separate website for all of my other projects. So if you just want to follow the podcast exclusively, I'm going to, I'm thinking about making that the home of the podcast instead of just, you know, posting Spotify and Apple links and stuff like that. I think it's going to work better if I just post website links. So I think that'd be better. And I'll do a separate website, I think, for my other projects, which I'm, you know, I'm still working on at the moment. Um, I'm doing a little fun exercise this week where I'm creating my own Sherlock story um, based in Victoria and London. And um, that's that's proving to be pretty pretty fun at the moment, listening to some um, violins and, and uh, piano, a little slow piano. So, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. And uh, make sure you do all those things. Tell your friends about it. And I'll see you next week.